Hey, it's your girl, Ashley Gray, coming to you with another episode of Girl Code 101. Today's topic, racism has bullied its last generation. Stay tuned. Welcome to an episode of Girl Code 101. I am so excited that you came to listen to this episode today. If you are a first-time listener, welcome to the Girl Code 101 family. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Missed you. Oh, I am so excited to talk about this topic today because this topic literally is giving me hope. Um, first off, my voice is kind of raspy and I'm kind of losing it a little bit. Um, we had a really busy week with the teens at my job and a fun, fun week, but it was a busy week and a lot of overexerting my voice, but I knew for a fact I could not let this week go by and not record this topic today. So please ignore the raspiness and the hoarse sounding (laughs) and all of that. Because I'm about to give you some hope today. So, this topic though, racism has bullied its last generation. When I tell you when this concept came to me, it was literally like a fire just went through my whole entire body. And it just, I just got excited because when you think about a bully, because racism is literally a bully. It a bully is defined as constant, you know what I'm saying? And that's what I teach my teens a lot, teaching them the difference between just like, you know, somebody who was mean to you the, for one time versus someone who's bullying you. It's the constant. And if we can really look at our history, we know that racism has been a constant bully. But it's this generation now that is giving me hope (laughs) that racism is not about to be the thing that conquers them. So how this came to me, um, one day we were teaching about um, Japan, our whole thing for the summer at work is Japan. And we were talking about, we were talking about Hiroshima and the bombing that happened there. And we were just kind of teaching the girls, you know, about, you know, wanting to have peace and, you know, wanting to, to, come together and not be mean to each other and different things like that. So a girl had brought up about, you know, blacks and whites not being able to, to be together, um, a couple of years ago. And it was, and I say a couple of years ago because people make it seem like it was a hundred years ago. It was like 50 or 60 years ago. Like my mom will be 60 in June and she even remembers some of the, the racial things that happened. And so like, you know, they, they were saying, you know, I remember when my parents were telling me about how um, there was racism and, you know, different things like that. And so the girls knew what racism was because they are looking in the media. They're looking on their social media sites. They're listening to people have conversation like they know what racism is. They know it. But they were so floored when I was talking to them about how there was a time where their best friends, they could not be around. So in that class, I had like a few um, black students, some white students, um, Hispanic students, 
And um, they were so amazed when I, when I was explaining to them, there was a time where um, you could not be in the same school, the same restaurant, use the same bathrooms or the same water fountains as, you know, your white or your black or your Hispanic counterparts. And they were like, well, why? And I, you know, I explained to them because, you know, the color of your skin, like your best friend. I have a girl in my class, her best friend. I mean, her best, best friend is black. And I was telling her, you know, you couldn't be in the same class with her. And she was like, because she's black. And I said, well, yeah. And I mean, <laughs> she took her whole head back and said, that is the stupidest thing ever, Miss Ashley. That is so stupid. You mean to tell me I can't be friends with her because she was black? And I was telling her in a time that was the thing. And so they just thought it was the dumbest thing ever, which it is the dumbest thing ever. But the fire that was lit underneath that whole group when I was explaining to them that and how, you know, in some instances, African-Americans, they would not get the the good stuff. They would kind of, when it came to like books and stuff like that, they would kind of get the hand-me-downs or really no good. And I mean, it was just, it was just so overwhelming to them. And it was so they just they just couldn't understand they could not wrap their minds around this what it what they what the girl in my class said it's stupid they couldn't wrap their mind around the stupidity and you know i think about i think about this generation and what i love so much about them is a lot of them a great huge portion of them have not been tainted by this crazy concept of racism they have not been tainted by it. And I think that that's so important. And that's why I say this generation is going to be the generation that's literally not even going to deal with racism and its foolishness. You know what I'm saying? And so I think I think what's so important is that we continue to give these young people voices. It's it's crucial. And it's also crucial that we instill in them the the good morals, the good values, because like, let's be real. Like a lot of the the grandparents, whether you whether you had the grandparents who were racist or you dealt with racism, a lot like those that generation is dying off. You know what I'm saying? Because they're getting older in age. And specifically speaking about the racist, the, the um, people who were racist, they're not dying before they spread their hate and racism to their children. And expecting their children to pass it down to their grandchildren. So the thing is, racism is not dying because of the people who were carriers of it. Because it's like a disease. The the carriers of racism, just because they're dying off, that doesn't mean that racism is dying off. And that's why you have so many of those people who were who are who are racist and older, super older, but you're still trying to figure out, well, they they passed away. So why is it that this is still going on? Where well, they're passing it down. And you have some of their kids who accept it. And, 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 it's, and it's difficult because they're teaching, <clears throat> they're teaching this. And of course, with your parents, you know, people you trust, you trust their word. So that becomes your ideology and your mindset. And then it, it really doesn't matter even if you didn't fully understand it, but you trust the person that it came from. So then you try to pass it down to your kids. So the grandparent passes it down to the parent and the parent try to pass it down to the kid. Well, now this generation, because they're like, that's stupid and that doesn't make sense and I'm not going to do it. 
and you have this generation and they're so accepting <clears throat> they're so accepting of of different types of people you know this is how i know that this generation is going to be the generation that conquers racism the teens that i work with of course you have your different groups you know you have your sporty girls you have your girls who love anime you have your girls who um are TikTok addicted and know every TikTok dance, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You have all of those different varieties of girls. But what's so amazing is in that variety, in one of those groups, they have not looked at if this person is black or if this person is white. This generation, they're not worried about that. In that group and in that group of girls, listen, they don't care if you're black or white. They want to know, do you watch My Hero Academia or not? They don't care if you're black or white. Do you know all of these TikTok dances or don't you? I don't care if you're black or white. Can we make a TikTok together with this dance? Like, do you know it? You know what I'm saying? Those are the things that they're focused on. They're not focused on your skin complexion. And I think it's so crazy for someone to base their entire perception of a person off of the pigmentation of their skin. Like me personally, dislike me because I'm a jerk. Okay, don't dislike me because of a skin color that I literally cannot change. It's the skin color that I was born with. You know what I'm saying? This generation is not about to deal with the bullying that racism has literally been passing down the line over and over again. They're not even about to deal with it. They don't see it as something that would make sense. They don't see it as something that's beneficial. And what I love so much is they love, they love, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I love to the core of my heart. I have a girl in my class who she's different and, um, she has a group of girls. The whole class accepts her, which it just, it just warms my heart. But she has this group of friends. They're, they're anime friends. They do cosplay. They read the comic books. They, I mean, they live and breathe anime but even before they found out that she loved anime they just accepted her for who she was they didn't look at the fact that she has special needs they didn't look at the fact that she was different they were just like come here like come be our friend <laughs> like come be our friend and then when she when she told them that she loved anime that was it like that was her group you know what i'm saying this generation they love so much and they're so accepting so when you're when you're accepting racism is the total contradiction of that and racism i'm telling you i i'm truly believing this i'm telling you when that when this thought came to me when i tell you just a fire of just like ah oh, like yes like hope like it just gave me hope racism has bullied its last generation when i say that i mean that i feel that i believe that i believe that with everything everything in me and what i love so much is i get to help mold that generation that's literally going to kick racism's butt like i get to be a part of that I get to teach these girls how to be accepting. I get to teach these girls how to be loving. And a lot of it, I didn't even have to teach. They were just already that way. But I think as 
people in the community or people that work with kids, I think it would be a disservice to these kids if we did not instill in them all the values that contradict racism. I think it would be a disservice. I think it would be a waste of time for you to even be present. I'm just like, that sounds far-fetched, but if, if change is going to happen, we got to get out of this comfort stage and this comfort box and you know, only doing the bare minimum just to say you did something like we got to, we got to get over that. I feel like it would be a disservice and a waste of time if you have children that you can influence in a positive way and you just kind of sit there and let them just go about their business and leave them susceptible to people who will teach them that skin color should define if a person is worthy or not. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it doesn't have, like me, I'm fortunate enough that I get to work with these girls at my job. But if you don't work with kids, you have nieces, you have nephews. If you have your own kids, step, look, if you have kids, start with your kids first. You know what I'm saying? But if you don't have kids, you got kids in your community, kids that, um, that you know, nieces and like everybody, every single adult has some type of contact with kids. You know what I'm saying? Your goal should be to teach them how to not only love people regardless of their race, but also instill in them the necessary need to speak up when racism is approaching. Because a lot of times we hear racism, we see racism, but we don't know how to deal with it. Because like, I, to be honest, like as when I was younger, I always heard, you know, there are two topics you don't talk about, you know, don't talk about politics and don't talk about religion. And I think people have added racism onto that too, because racism is literally one of those topics that nobody either doesn't want to talk about or doesn't know how to talk about. And so what ends up happening is racism constantly just goes about its business saying whatever, doing whatever, hurting people. And because people don't know how to talk about it or they don't want to talk about it, racism just continues to fluctuate. And it goes down generation after generation after generation until somebody stands up and says, that's not my values. And I will not look at people like that. And I believe it's this generation. I keep saying it. I believe it. That it's this generation that is literally going to conquer racism because of the fact that they love and that they're so accepting and that they cannot wrap their minds around a concept of disliking someone because of the color of their skin. So when I come back, I'm going to give you some tips on how to help conquer racism. And this is tips that will also help if you are trying to influence a young person. So please, please, please stay with me. I'll be right back. Hey, guess what? You now can advertise with Girl Code 101. Go to Girl Code 101 Podcast at gmail.com. That's Girl Code 101 Podcast at gmail.com. This gives you the opportunity to have your ads running up to four Girl Code 101 episodes at a time. And it just all depends on where you want your ad to go. That's Girl Code 101 Podcast at gmail.com. I cannot wait to collaborate with you. Okay, everybody, welcome back. 
So before my break, I spoke about in hopes and believing that this generation will be the generation that will conquer racism and racism will no longer be a bully because of this generation and the necessity to continue to instill in this generation the need to not be so hung up on a person's skin color and more on who the person is. And this is like, for someone, they're probably saying, you know, I don't think racism will ever go away. Like this is this and that. Previously, what I said was racism keeps happening because it keeps being passed down, but also because people are seeing racism and they don't either know how to deal with the racism or they're just choosing to ignore it. But this generation, they have such a fire underneath them. Like if you look at a lot of the protests, I look at them all the time on my social media because literally that's all that's coming up on my social media. If you look in the crowds, that generation is literally like majority of the protesting. um, People are like in their 20s. You know what I'm saying? Of course you have, you know, your older generation that, you know, they feel the same way and they're just like, you know, racism, uh-uh, that's not a, that's not good. You know what I'm saying? But if you look at the majority, they're young people. They're in their 20s or their teens. I I even saw a baby like on her dad's shoulders at the rally. You know what I'm saying? So many different photos and pictures in, and I'm looking and they're young people and they are they're over it they're over racism they're over the foolishness they are over it so here are some tips to help continue to light a fire under this generation to overcome racism number one don't be racist (laughs) yeah Like, I'm kind of like, I'm smiling about it, but I'm so serious. Like, a racist does not understand why racism is a big deal. They don't understand it. So if they don't understand how racism is a big deal, how can a racist person help a generation that's trying to combat racism? Don't be racist. Don't be so hung up on a person's skin color because history has done that in the past and because it's history it only makes sense to do that no 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 skin color a way a person is born and cannot help should not define them to you like i said earlier dislike me because i'm a jerk okay dislike me because i'm mean dislike me because i hurt people don't dislike me because of the pigmentation in my skin so number one don't be racist Number two, try to find some young people to pour into. So if you if, if you know for a fact you're not a racist, which legit, it's crazy because you have people who are racist, but they will give you a whole spiel in public that they're not racist, but internally they know that they're racist. So my thing is like, you have to be real with yourself and know that you are not racist before you can even take it to the next step. Because if you if you have established in your heart that you are racist, do not go and teach any young people anything about how to combat racism because you don't know how, okay? 
that's my personal opinion you may have a different opinion but that's my opinion if you are racist and you have agreed in your heart that you are racist and you know for a fact you are racist do not try to teach anybody not just young people but do not try to teach anybody on how not to be racist you can't you cannot so that first step if you have not if if, if you are racist don't even listen to the rest of, of the tips on how to empower a generation that's trying to contradict and go against racism. Don't even listen to the rest. But if you know in your heart that you are not racist and you may be someone who's white and you may know that you have white privilege, but you believe in your heart that you are not racist and you want to do everything that you can to help change a world that literally was centered around racism, then absolutely go to the next step which my next step was find some young people to motivate find some young people like I said it does not I like I, said, I just got fortunate enough that I get to work with girls strong girls and I get to motivate them and lift them up and let them know the importance of their voice but you may not your job may not entail you to go and work with kids but nieces and nephews kids cousins um the kids you babysit on the weekend, something. Find a young person and pour into them. Teach them to not be so hung up on a person's appearance and more what's on their heart. And not to bash or harm people just because they don't look like you. Teach them that. Let them, like, even letting them know how the past used to be. I think that that was so helpful. And I think that that drove that conversation more because it was one thing to tell them, you know, don't be mean to people who don't look like you and stuff like that. But it was a whole different other level for them when I explained to them that there was a time people were doing that. So even if you got to dig some history back up, you know what I'm saying? Let them know there was a time blacks and whites couldn't be together. Well, why? Because of skin color. Let them know that there was a time they couldn't be around their black friends or their white friends or their Hispanic friend or their Asian friend or their gay friend. Let them know. You know what I'm saying? Let them know that because it will make them appreciate where they are now, where they can have a variety of friends that don't look like them, but it doesn't matter because they love each other. Okay? So number one, don't be racist. Number two, look for kids, young people to pour into. Three, help these young people discover their voice. That's so important. Young people, I love them so much because they're literally, I like to call them a blank canvas of possibility. Like they, they're just, they're blank and they can be perceived in whichever way comes first. So, Teach them about their voice. Teach them that they matter. Teach them that they can change an entire nation. Like, they're doing it right now. Young people are in the front lines of protests, marching for what they believe in, marching to stop racism, marching to stop police brutality. And people are listening. Young people's voices are not just being heard in the United States, but it's being heard all over. People are responding all over to the voice of this generation that are that is saying that they are tired 
of the injustice and the racism and the police brutality and just the brutality of people in general. So teach these young people how to use their voice. Teach these young people the importance when they get older of voting. If you are 18 and you're old enough to vote and you haven't registered, what are you doing? Like, what are you, but what are you really doing? You know what I'm saying? Go register to vote. They say all the time, my voice, my voice doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. My voice doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. Your voice matters. And it does not matter if a million people vote. You still vote anyway. On my on my um, Facebook page, on Girl Code 101 Facebook page, I'm going to post this video that this rapper did where he was talking about voting. And at first, he like the caption of it read, my vote doesn't matter. And so I was like, oh, great. Here's somebody else saying that, you know, their vote doesn't matter and blah, blah, blah. But I watched it. And I was, I was blown. He schooled me in three minutes more when it comes to like executive, judicial, legislative branch. He schooled me in three minutes more than I had learned in four years of high school. No disrespect to any of my teachers, but I'm just saying. <laughs> but he, I mean, he broke it down because we focus so much on the every four years when a president gets elected, but we ignore the, um, the time to vote in our own communities, in our own areas, when we're voting on people who are going to represent us and who are going to say, um, how much money we get for this or how our communities are going to look or what's going to be open, you know, just a variety of stuff. So teach these young people how to use their voice, but also teach these young people that there are people that are in position that are making decisions for them. And so they want to make sure that they are wise about who's sitting in the seat making decisions for them. Okay. Man, we got to school these kids. I'm telling you, we have to school this generation. If we have any hopes of this generation being the one to cut the bullying from racism, we've got to be. So tips to help you stop the bullying from racism, especially if you're in this new generation Number one, don't be racist. Number two, number two, make sure that you are getting the understanding of this whole situation. Whether that means looking back on the past, looking at it now, get some understanding. And number three, learn how to use your voice. Hey, everybody, this generation, I'm telling you, they're going to be, they're going to beat racism. We just have to continue to keep raising up a generation that says racism is not going to define who I am. It's not going to define the people that I love and racism is not going to conquer me. So find a young person today pour into their life. Even this week, pour into them, give them love, let them know that their voice matters like if they want to make signs or just to speak their voice, let, let them do it. You know what I'm saying? If they want to go, I don't know, if they want to go march around this, a circle in the park saying, speak like chanting love, love, peace, whatever, whatever they want to do, let them use their voice. Let them be proud of what they stand for. Teach them that their voice is so crucial if they're going to want to see change in their lifetime. I'm Ashley Gray. I hope you have a fantastic week.
Hey, so you know you don't have to wait until Sunday to hear an episode of Girl Code 101, right? Go to anchor.fm slash girlcode101. As soon as you click on that link, it will take you to any platform that you listen to podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you go. Go to any one of those links and you can listen to any episode of Girl Code 101 that has already been released. Make sure, though, that you continue to tune in every Sunday at 6 o'clock Central Standard Time to hear the latest episode of Girl Code 101. Remember, these are great tips, but if you apply them, they will change your life.